0: Hello everyone and welcome to Kilowatt, my name is Bodie, and I am your host and I'm recording a little bit early because uh, I got some stuff to do on Friday, so this is Wednesday, so this is all the news up until Wednesday, where's my Google Doc thing, oh by the way if you own Bitcoin, which I have uh, fractions of Bitcoin, it really took a, a, a dive today was fun to watch i don't know very much but you know still fun to lose money let's see here docs pulling up the google doc here sorry about that taking a moment trying to stall here we go so first things first let's start uh talking about something cool there's two things that i'm gonna recommend I used to do recommendations on this show all the time. Not all the time. I tried to do them for a while, and then I stopped, but I want to get back into it. So there's there's two things that I recommend. First, at the Arizona Science Center or Arizona Science Museum in Phoenix. I'm not sure which one it is. They have a Pompeii exhibit, and they have these exhibits that travel all around the world. And I would highly suggest taking a look at them. I guess the biggest um, collection is in Florence, which... Three more years, two more years. Now we're going to Florence to renew our vows, so uh, we'll definitely check that out. But it was this was a really cool um, display of artifacts. wasn't huge. There was there was only a couple. Um, I don't want to. I don't know how many artifacts there were. There could have been a hundred. It was still, uh, but there wasn't a ton. You know, it wasn't like a full museum. Um, it was a couple of couple of rooms you'd walk in and there'd be a, a couple of artifacts and it kind of went through the like you started off in the foyer of the of a typical house in pompeii if you had money and uh so there's a couple of artifacts in there and then there's a couple of artifacts uh in the garden area and a couple of artifacts over here and over there and some brothel stuff and some statues uh and then you go through this really dumb 4d experience of what it was like when they uh well, Mount Vesuvius was erupting and, and what happened in that 24-ish hours. And then the the screen comes up and then there's some, um for lack of a better word, people that were frozen in time. And that right there, that was a gut punch. That was like it just kind of took all of the air out of your lungs. And this is somebody I've seen hundreds. I don't even know how many dead people I've seen in various states from natural causes to violent acts to car accidents to just random accidents um and it was it was pretty sobering uh, i have to say so if you get a chance it's really educational it's super um, interesting and um just kind of gives you an idea you know just step outside yourself for a little bit and and look um it was pretty pretty neat exhibit so i highly suggest that if there's one in your area go take a look or if they're doing a traveling show this is a traveling show that we went to see so i'd imagine that it's going to be in different museums across the world okay next up let's talk about build quality so the model 3 has been having some issues with the headliner and build quality the there's some issues with some uh, body panels not lining up 100% and you just kind of have to look at them to really see um, some people have complained that they've gotten like they've they've received their model 3s and they've had dents in them or scratches inside the the uh, in on the interior of the car cuz i guess there's that little area where you set your card key that scratches easily um so i i included some videos of some re- people reviewing it. One of them's Edmonds. Uh, most of them are just people reviewing it. Um, Mac Tech Genius, uh, Tom's Model 3 uh, from Talking Tesla, uh, Living Tesla, and Edmonds. Those four videos. And I think they give you kind of a good idea. I don't know that this is a big deal. I mean, it's a big deal if you spent $62,000 on your car and your your headliner or any of the fit and finish is not perfect because it should be for especially if it's being built by machines at $62,000 but over time I believe Tesla is going to fix these problems for the owners and then also because they have a lot of incentive to do that to fix it and then in addition the cars are just going to get better this is why you don't buy a first year of a vehicle having said that if I with my wife if i had known that she was okay with me putting $1000 down to buy this car i would i'd be one of these people with the headlightner issues but uh i didn't find out she was cool with that until you know a couple months ago so here we are uh let's see here oh and you know what here's the thing uh i was behind i was at the car wash the other day i was behind somebody in a 75 uh d p75d i think it was And uh, so it's not a cheap car. And uh, he went through the car wash. He let the guys go out and and dry his car off and didn't tip. Let's not be jerks. I mean, even if you only tip a dollar, just tip. Tip those guys. It's a bad look. Um, That's just my personal opinion. I always try and tip. So maybe the gentleman in front of me didn't have any cash on him. I don't know. But I always stop like at the QT or whatever, which if you don't know what a QT is, it's like a gas station, but it's amazing. I always stop and get a couple extra bucks um, after I I get my drink so that I can tip those guys, uh, folks, because there's ladies there too. And uh, I think that's really important because they're not making a ton of money an hour. So they really rely on those tips. Okay, so we've talked about that. Now, let's get into the news, right? First up, it's from Electric Fred Lambert. So, Anthony Lewandowski, I don't know if you know who this is, and I, I'm, I can't even remember if we recorded, if we talked about this on the show, because my brain melts um, after every episode, and I forget everything I talked about immediately. So Anthony Lewandowski was a former Waymo employee, which was actually owned by Google. And I think it was still called Google before um, it got changed into Waymo. But he left Google and he allegedly took some of Google's self-driving car technology with him. Uh, Lewandowski created a semi-truck company called Auto Trucking. And one of the big things with this semi-company semi-truck company was um that the self-driving um part of it like the, the self-driving the autonomy was was a huge deal so uber bought auto um and then google promptly sued uber and said hey anthony lewandowski just stole intellectual property and now you're in possession of that stolen intellectual property you need to give that up and not use it that lawsuit is ongoing Uh, Lewandowski ended up leaving Uber because of there was just a a lot of a lot of um, salacious stuff going on and um, Travis uh, Kalanick who happened to be Uber's founder, he had to leave t- too for some other various things. So Uber itself is not a very hasn't been a very good uh and uh ethical company to this point. And they can change. I believe everybody has the capacity to change. But to this point, they really haven't. And now with all of this stuff with Lewandowski, it just made it put Uber in a bad light. So Recently, we find out that it looks like Lewandowski may have paid a Tesla engineer to get updates on Tesla's EV truck program. Uh, Now, the claim is made by Lewandowski's former nanny, who she claims that he owes her back wages, she experienced labor and health code violations, and he inten- he intentionally inflicted emotional distress on her. Now, I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know if any of this is true. It, it doesn't sound like this guy's uh, uh, the greatest guy in the world. Uh, but I don't know that he's capable of any of these things. So we're not passing judgment here. But this is just what the nanny claims. She also claims that she overheard Lewandowski working with a Tesla engineer to slip him to slip him being Lewandowski. Secrets about the self-driving truck program. Uh, She claims, and this is reading directly from the article here, she claims to have heard him say, make sure Pat Green, reportedly a Tesla engineer, gets paid, Harris reports. Harris is the um, nanny. Uh, Wong had heard the same name in conversations between, oh wait, I'm sorry, Harris is the writer and Wong is the nanny. Wong had heard the same name in conversations between Lewandowski and Randy, Randy Miller, his college friend and business partner on multiple construction deals. On April 6, according to the complaint, Green's name came up again in discussion with Miller. This time, uh, connections to updates from Tesla's electric car division. Wong's complaint says that April 27th, on April 27th, she overheard Lewandowski and his brother Mike talking about how Lewandowski might drive up to Alberta, Canada, to avoid prison. She recalls Lewandowski telling his brother, just arranged with Susanna, Dad, and Hazlett, another relative, uh, to keep working with Pat Green. I need updates on Tesla trucking. The non-LIDAR technology is crucial and in NVIDIA Nvidia chips, we can make money on both. I don't know. that That's a weird way to say the non-LIDAR technology is crucial and NVIDIA chips. That seems weird. Especially if you're talking to somebody who already knows what you're into, but anyway, uh, like I said, Mark Harris of Wired originally reported on the story. He wasn't he was able to find a Pat Green, who was a Tesla engineer, but was not able to confirm that uh, this guy was doing any this Pat Green was doing anything wrong. Um, but what I do know is I've been following this for a while, and like I said, Travis Kalanick the uber founder and anthony levodoski both appear to be dishonest shady people so it'll be interesting to see what comes out of this uh, going forward something to definitely keep an eye on and it's interesting now that it involves in some little way tesla next up tech crunch uh, daryl etherton etherton ferrari is building an electric car and We'll release it sometime in 2019 or 2020. Uh, no word on the cost or the specifics of the car. One other thing that I thought was interesting was that Ferrari um, kind of gave Tesla a backhanded compliment. They were like, yeah, Tesla really kind of pushed everybody to do th-. I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember exactly what he said. Tesla really kind of pushed or showed that you could do this, but it's every auto manufacturer is capable of doing this. So it's kind of a backhanded compliment. Like they're not doing anything special. But in in my general thought is that uh, they're not doing anything special, but nobody did anything until Tesla started making electric cars sexy. So, yeah, I I agree with you, but you didn't. So what do you got now? Uh, you, You didn't build an electric car. You just did what you did every other year after year, building ICE cars. So... Now you're going to jump into it cuz Tesla's cutting into your sales with the Roadster? Is that what's going on? I don't know. Just guessing. Uh Ferrari's cost way more than Tesla's, so who knows. One of the other things I thought was interesting is that Ferrari's going to build an SUV. There's no any other, there's no other information on the SUV, but that's just something that was mentioned. And why? I don't know why. Like why? Why why would you do this? The Porsche uh SUV which I think is the Cayenne it's okay, but you can get it in the Volkswagen version, which is the Touring. So why, why, why would you want that? I don't understand. Don't, not, not, not even close. Like you, when you buy a Ferrari, you want a super car. You don't want a super SUV. You don't want a super great way to haul your family around. You're buying it for a specific reason. But maybe they'll surprise me. Chances are, if I'm guessing, uh, the SUV will never see the light of day, and the electric car may or may not see the light of day. We'll see. Next up, uh, Fred Lambert from Electric Tesla's. Man, I'm going to screw this up. Tilburg, uh, Netherlands, 78 square meter or 840,000 square foot final assembly plant. Man, I've, I I should have. There's a final assembly plant that Tesla has in Tilburg, Netherlands, that services uh, Europe, basically. Um, they just got the largest rooftop solar ray in the Netherlands with a capacity of three megawatts. So, um, good on you. That's pretty impressive. Um, but yeah, this, this facility is actually really cool. It basically takes all the parts and it puts them together and you have a car, but they also have a test track inside and it looks, looks really cool. Cool, cool facility. And 840,000 square feet. It's not that I sneeze at. It's pretty big. Uh, next up, this is Eric Loveday with Inside EVs. A Tesla rep at the Stanford Shopping Center, uh, which you can now go look at a Model 3 if you live next to that one, that shopping center, uh, said he gave some details on the Model 3 and what's coming soon. Uh, the first thing he says, and I don't know if any of this is true, but the first thing he says is Alcantara is out. So that, that uh, textile for interior... That is out. We're not using that anymore. There's going to be a premium textile fabric uh, that can be found on the newer Model 3s, which are coming out now, as far as I know. Um, Premium heated seats throughout the car. This includes the rear seats. Um, There are elements in the rear seats, but they're not activated. Don't know why. Two rear USBs are coming for the back car, which makes sense. I don't know why most cars don't do that. And white interior is coming sooner than expected. This has equal chances of an employee just talking out of his butt as it does for being real. There's there's no reason uh, to think that Tesla gives its retail employees any additional information about upcoming products than Apple gives its employees. And I used to work for Apple Retail, and it does not. Now, there might be some minor things here and there. And what this guy's hearing might be rumor. Who knows? Um... I'm guessing, or gal, I'm guessing, though, uh, shortly after this, there was some retraining at the Stanford Shopping Center Tesla store to make sure this kind of information doesn't get out there because Tesla, like every company out there, likes to control the message. This next one's from the Mercury News, Ethan Barron, writing. A Tesla employee was arrested on suspicious arrested on suspicion of impaired driving after missing a turn and flying across the creek and landing on the other side. Well, he kind of landed. Part of the car was under the water. Uh, the driver was charged with the DUI. I'm not going to say his name. Was charged with the DUI and um, obstructing the work of a police officer because he wouldn't he wouldn't take uh, a breathalyzer or do the, you know, um, walk in a straight line, touch your nose, the field sobriety tests no one else was injured and it doesn't sound like anybody else was involved it's kind of uh unknown uh they had to they'd arrest this guy and get a warrant and take his blood and all that good stuff it's unknown he works for tesla and he works for a division where he may or may not have a tesla vehicle so it's unknown if this model 3 was his or if it was his work car Um, i'm gonna i'm gonna guess it was his Uh, But let's talk about this. On Saturday morning, I guess it would be Sunday morning, at 5 o'clock in the morning, uh, we were called, I was at work, we were called to um, uh, a a freeway off-ramp. So just like a, a regular road, somebody was coming off the freeway, didn't stop, high rate of speed, smashed into some things, and died. It is unknown if this somebody was trying to hurt himself or if he was impaired in some way, or if he had some sort of a medical emergency. But here's what I'm telling you. Uh, when we took this guy to the car, now I'm an engineer. Basically what that means is I drive the truck and I'm a, a gopher for the firefighters. So the captain makes sure the firefighters aren't doing anything dangerous. The firefighters are doing the actual work and the engineer supports the firefighters. That's kind of how it should work anyway. And uh, so I've got their extrication tools all set up. The police have done their investigation. Now it's time to cut the body out of the car because this guy, he did not, absolutely did not survive. He was dead instantly. This kind of thing, this impaired driving over and over and over again, irritates the living crap out of me. Like over and over and over again. um, And this is an area that I live in. And then And It doesn't matter. I could live 50 miles away from where I work. It still happens. It's still car accidents. But this is an area that I live in. And my family could have been just as easily driving through this little area uh, where this guy smashed into the concrete um, as, as not. Or any family, for that matter. Like, I'm, I'm really tired at this point in my career of, of uh, having this kind of accident, this kind of impairment. And I don't know if this guy was impaired but, uh, this Tesla employee was, um, and having to tell families, like when you cut them, the surviving people out of the car, is my family okay? And having to tell them, well, let's concentrate on you. We don't know you're our patient when you know full well that their family's dead. Like this is, this is honestly something that, uh, I have a real bugaboo about now, again, I don't know if this guy, um, that we cut out of the car. And by the way, his, this gentleman's body was broken. There is no other way to say it. He was broken. Like it, it is, and I don't say that for shock value. I say that for like, it makes my heart sad uh, that this gentleman is not going to have a, a uh, maybe there's there's kids who aren't going to have a father right now. There's parents who may lose, who have lost a son, wife who lost a husband, uh, you know, uh, husband who lost a husband, boyfriend who lost a boyfriend. doesn't matter. Like this person is out of somebody's life now, and it is it is depressing and it's sad and it and again it just it it literally breaks my heart. Like this whole self driving autonomy can't come soon enough for me. I realize that there's still going to be accidents, and the system's going to have mistakes, and people are still going to die, but I'm hoping that it's Far less, far less than what I have to deal with now. I'm being 100% honest now. I, I, and I guess i just being really preachy is what I am mean. um, being. But I have no sympathy for people who drink and drive and get arrested. And hopefully if this guy really was impaired, it happened at like 3.45 in the morning, um, hopefully he gets what he deserves because he could have easily have killed himself or a family and that to me that's inex- that isn't there's that is inexcusable all right so anyway when i read this it was i don't know shortly after that call and i was sleep deprived we'd been up all night we did not sleep on uh saturday night we started i think at 9 30 and didn't sleep at all and we went home completely sleep deprived and i didn't get to bed until my wife let me take a little nap but i didn't get to bed until uh five o'clock the next night and then i slept until eight o'clock the next morning um so it was a rough night and uh just i don't know like i said that just happened to set me off a little bit moving on though lighten the tone lighten the tone lighten the tone uh this is from Tesla Roddy and someone named evanix because it doesn't have any other name if you live in dubai and you can afford to buy a house in dubai where homes are pretty expensive from what I understand. Uh, There's a builder called Demac Properties, and I hope I'm saying that right. But they're giving away a free Tesla with every purchase until the end of the month, um, which is the 27th. Uh, This is obviously for select units only. Um, And I'm guessing there's a lot of profit built into these these units because uh, you're still paying for the Tesla. You might be... You might be rolling that into your home mortgage, but you're still paying for that Tesla. Uh, But yeah, there are similar promotions uh, that are happening in China. And in China, some of those are, um, I don't know if these were, I think it was American dollars, but $4.8 million for you to get a free Tesla in in China. Um, And I would imagine the prices in Dubai are similar. Um, but in Australia, uh, there are companies offering free power walls with new houses, which I think is really smart for Australia. Not that that's a down. sounded insulting to Australia. Australia's having a lot of power problems, especially in the south. So that's a smart way for a builder to attract customers is really what I was saying. Um, my wife and I, uh, we're looking at moving our family and uh, still in the Phoenix area, just a little bit further away and uh from where we live now in a little bigger house because we're kind of outgrowing the space that we live in now um but uh no one's throwing any of these deals at us uh it's pretty much take it or leave it see you later so um yeah i wish somebody would offer me a tesla to move into there i would do that even if i did have to pay for that car for 30 years i would do that it would be worth it no it wouldn't i'm i'm kidding that'd be dumb um inside evs Eric Loveday day you can now view the model 3, Oh, we talked about this at the stanford shopping mall in palo alto or the city mall in los angeles there are no test drives yet and it's mostly looking with your eyes and not your butt but uh yeah the the, the, the i think this is cool it's only two places you'd think that tesla could um uh, roll it out to a couple more stores i'd love to have one in scottsdale which is a little bit of a drive for me but i would gladly go look at their scottsdale the scottsdale fashion mall store tesla store to go look at a model 3 I'd gladly drive over there um and then i could go over to the microsoft store and walk in like i do every single time and go what the heck am i doing in this place there's nothing really interesting in here i can't look at it a best buy uh let's see yeah let's move on though not to be a hater. Inside EVs, Eric Loveday. Elon, he says that you'll be able to command your Model 3 almost entirely with your voice, which means uh, you can say something like, and this is an example given, turn on the heated seats. Now, it'd be interesting if you can say turn on the rear left heated seat and see if that would work. I have some thoughts on this, and I'm kind of thinking about writing something up. Um, and, and posting it you know, like on Medium or something. But I have some thoughts on what Tesla could do to make their, their voice um, assistant better. Because so far, my voice assistant that I use, which is mainly Siri, but um, I know people have Amazon Echoes and things like that, I've not had much luck. And mind you, I mumble, and everybody that's on the show knows that I m- mumble and I ramble, and I stammer and I stutter, but still the bear snores on. I don't know if you get that joke. It's a good book the bear snores on. Kids love it. Anyway, um Yeah, so I I don't know. I don't I can't imagine this cuz it's going to work fantastic, but you can do things like change the radio, I guess, or whatever else you would do with it. I don't know. Um but hopefully Tesla's voice assistant will will work. Let's see. Moving along. Uh Michael Russo from Tesla Rati a Model S and a Model X were set on fire by vandals while parked on a street in Vondelstraat, Amsterdam. Man, yeah, I hope that's close. Uh, the vehicles were parked kind of in the same area. They weren't next to each other. They're meters, hundreds of meters apart, if not a hundred, uh, somewhere in that area. Witnesses uh, noticed the vandals were targeting expensive vehicles. So I don't know if there was any other vehicles that were lit on fire um but this is childish behavior there's nothing that good good that comes from this kind of behavior and i don't think anybody that listens to this show does this but it's is beyond me i just read an article before coming in here uh about people in san francisco or in that area attacking uh tesla uh, not tesla uh, apple um uh, shuttle buses and throwing things through the window like i understand like i have been throughout my life uh, i grew up fairly poor Throughout my life, I've been dirt poor. Um, My wife and I are doing okay now, but we were doing okay, and then we got real poor again. So I know that while we're doing okay now, anything can change. So I understand that, and I understand that there's a lot of frustration, especially when you're like on the bottom of the food chain. And I've been there, and trust me, it sucks. I totally know. And I I empathize with everybody that's there, but I don't understand the violent part of it. I don't understand what are you achieving? Like Apple has so much money, they'll just replace the window tomorrow. You're not making any difference other than you're probably making yourself feel better, but now you're a criminal. I I just don't understand that behavior. Um, Let's all rise up together. This next one is from Fred Lambert. Uh, I feel like I've been really preachy this episode. Sorry about that. Maybe that's what I'll title it, preachy. Uh, Samsung's SDI, uh, which is their battery division, claims that they have a new technology that will push adoption of EV vehicles, battery technology, by the way, um, by increasing range and and charging capacity, like everybody says. Um, And why did I report on this when there's so many other battery stories? I like to have one a month battery story. And then also Samsung's not like, they're not some college somewhere uh, doing research. This is a major company. So this is what they say. Uh, the new technology is a solid-state solid state battery. And I don't know if this is a separate thing or within the solid-state battery, but they have uh, graphene ball technology. Now, I don't know exactly what that is, but what they say is, is it cr- increases capacity by 45% and uh, increases the charge time. Like the charge time is five times faster. So we'll see how this whole thing plays out. Samsung has a very good reason uh to improve improved uh battery technology. Just look at their the overall Samsung brand. They're huge. Like the there there's a lot of um there's a lot of reason why Samsung would want to improve this technology. Although, I guess inside of Samsung, I don't know if this is true or not, but this is what I've heard. If let's say I make the uh second best battery and Samsung phones they're like, well, we're specking it. You guys can't build it, so we're going to buy our batteries from LG. Like they, the, the Each division has that autonomy. They don't have to buy within Samsung, which in a way is actually very smart. I'm going to take a real, real quick drink here. I've been talking for 30 minutes. Give you guys a break. Good lord, that coffee's hot. Okay. I just burnt my tongue. This is the final story, I promise. So, April 26th, 1986. Does does that sit? I mean, there's probably people who haven't even been alive that long. But April 26th, 1986. Does, it, does I'm just going to let that sit for a second. Think about it. Why is it important? That's the day. April 26th, 1986. That's the day Chernobyl, the Chernobyl power plant exploded and uh, it melted down. Had a meltdown. Um, it killed... Thousands of people. It poisoned more than seventy thousand people. The land surrounding the plant uh, won't be livable for some say one hundred and fifty years. Um, they can't. They others say no agriculture or anything for twenty four thousand years. It's insane. So um, they are reported like for twenty four hour, forty eight hours, or something like that. They reported th- uh, flames shooting into the air a thousand feet. Um, so this is this is definitely. <laughs> This is definitely um, a place that you would think nothing else could happen. In the area, there are about 690 people that still live there. I have no idea why. It seems like this is Ukraine now. It used to be Russia in 1986. You'd think the Ukrainian government would pull all those people back and resettle them. And I know that's kind of hard for people who have lived in an area their entire life. But they're literally putting themselves at risk for death. Um, and a miserable death at that. But... um the ukrainian government they've decided that they're going to build a one gigawatt solar array and attach it to the old uh chernobyl power lines which is very smart they just finished um, their first one megawatt solar plant that's up and running and it's right next to the chernobyl sarcophagus so this was this thing was finished last year it's a giant move it's the world's biggest movable structure. And I don't know why it moves. So I couldn't figure out why it moves. But what it does is it, it seals in the nuclear radiation uh, from the radioactive material that's still on site. It it's basically takes that, the nuclear plant and it just puts this giant sarcophagus or concrete and lead and whatever coffin over the top of it. And it's actually reduced the radiation levels by 90%. Now there is not that doesn't mean that um, everything's safe. Now that it reduced those radiation levels, that's great that it reduced radiation levels, but it's still um, really dangerous to work in that area. So when they were putting these solar panels panels in, they had to um, follow certain rules. For instance, the solar panels have to sli- sit on these concrete slabs. Um, it's forbidden to drill or dig. In the contaminated soil, so there were very strict rules that they had to follow in order to get this in. But I think this story is interesting. Um, it, it's interesting on a lot on a lot of levels, like a morbid level, and then also they're taking something uh, where a real tragedy occurred, and it, basically a, a you know a wasteland that no one can live in, and they're creating something. They're creating clean energy. Which I think is, um, I'm not going to say beautiful because I think that would be in poor taste. But I think that is a very good use of land that you cannot use for anything now. So that's it. That's the end of the show. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. Um, I should be back next Friday. Um, And when you're listening to this, this is Friday the 19th, I think. so when you're, well, you're listening to this, you're like, well, next Friday would be the following Friday, the 26th. Um, so let's see here. You can email me, Bodie, at 918digital.com. Uh, hit me up on Twitter at 918digital. And James, thank you for the retweet on Twitter. Uh, 918-401-0071. If you want to be on the show and leave a message, give that phone number a call. Uh, kilowatt.bz that's where i put all the articles that i think are interesting and that i don't have time to do and there's a lot there is a lot i mean when i retire if i'm still doing the show and god willing i will be but if I, when i retire um in four to nine years um i think i'm going to take it to a daily show because cause there's so much news like there's so many things i want to cover but i don't have the time and we would seriously be here for two hours and it's fine a two-hour show when you have multiple hosts but if it's just one person yammering on for two hours it's a lot it's a lot to take uh lots of people have left reviews um in their like at, on itunes on their area of choice uh, or their country of choice and i get that through a, a program i saw i for. before i think it's called my podcast reviews whatever i get a, an update once a month and um i'm i'm very surprised so uh even after the contest ended people are still reviewing so if you want to help me out uh, leave a review, um, hopefully on iTunes. And then check out the the show notes for the sticker packs that we have for iOS. And uh, I'll put those videos in the, the show notes uh, with the build quality stuff. And honestly, uh, like I said, with the build stuff, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, it'll get corrected. It's just, you know, growing pains. That's what it is. Okay, everybody. I will talk to you next week. I hope you have a wonderful and safe weekend. Don't drink and uh, don't drink and drive, or drive impaired. And uh, please be safe.